The Holy Gospel is written in the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And When they come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they returned into their own country another way. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please sit. Yes, that enigmatic last sentence of the gospel. Did you pick it up? And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. Another way into their own country. Well, tell a good story as possibly the best way of communicating truth. A good story and certainly the story of the visit of the Magi to the child Jesus has captured the imagination of all cultures throughout the ages in art drama and music after all it wouldn't be Christmas without we three kings of Orient are and all that and like all good storytelling this story especially has taken to itself a life of its own Magi Yes, the plural, of course, of magus, priestly magicians in the ancient Babylonian or Eastern cultures of Iraq or Iran today, giving us, of course, that word magic. And there's always a danger that religion can degenerate into magic and hocus-pocus. We need to be aware of that. And, of course, not necessarily three. That's got added as well, part of the package now. And not necessarily men, of course. I think a few feminists would have a few objections to rise there, raise there. 
and all of them following this discipline of astronomy stroke astrology. Yes. So there are many things the preacher can say, but I want to just make one straight point around that text. They departed into their own country another way. Because I want to suggest their journey is ours. The geography of their outward journey is symbolic of that inner journey of the heart and the spiritual life. How do we do that? You see, when we begin to see their journey like ours, as a journey of education and exploration leading to self-transcendence, worship and adoration, a journey, if you like, from one kind of knowledge to a deeper kind of knowledge. Call it discipleship, call it a discipline, and call it discernment. Their discipline was, as I said a moment ago, astronomy stroke astrology. Yes, knowledge acquired by learning, sticking to the facts, reading your books, research. They had studied hard, and they were keen to follow the truth wherever it led. And that's important. In their case, a star. But their religion, yes, and that kind of knowledge gets you so far. The kind of knowledge we get from schools and colleges and universities. It won't get you all the way. It doesn't go far enough. Why do I say that? Because they went to the wrong address, do you see? And understandably, come on, you're looking for a king. You don't go to Bootle, you go to London. They went to Jerusalem, the capital. Looking for a king, you go to a palace, Buckingham Palace, presumably. In their case, King Herod in his palace, just overlooking the shepherd's fields, as a matter of fact, if you've been to the Holy Land. Looking for a king. The religious leaders, ah, now comes in a religion on top of early knowledge. The religious leaders did correct them. And to some extent, that got them a little further. And religion will get you a little further, but it won't get you all the way either, actually. Because those religious leaders pointed out that the king, the leader, the Messiah, would be born in all places of Bethlehem. That's very interesting because actually in Hebrew it literally means the house of bread. What a wonderfully appropriate place for Jesus, the bread of life to be born, as Lancelot Andrews does in his marvellous, marvellous epiphany sermon, but there isn't time to go into that. But their religion, you see, like the religion of so many of us, particularly we clergy, if we're not careful, religious leaders, huh, gets stuck. The priests and religious leaders didn't go where religion points, yes. There were, if you like, what I like to call armchair disciples. Yes, because true disciples must take off their carpet slippers, the carpet slippers of the known comfort zone, and put on some climbing, sturdy climbing boots for the journey. Because, of course, that's so often where religion goes wrong. It doesn't move people from one kind of religion a knowledge about to that deeper knowledge a personal encounter with somebody 
another kind of knowledge, past what Pascal calls the knowledge of the heart. And I think that's where so much religion goes wrong. And we live in an age where we see the perversion and distortion and dangers of religion. It's on the front of the newspapers this morning. I need say no more. Because it turns means into ends. The institutional church becomes an end. It is not an end. It is a means to an end which has no end. We call him God or Jesus. Education is literally intended to draw us out. That's what the word educo means, to draw us out beyond ourselves, to lead us out from the comfort zones of our intellect, from what we already know, yes, to the greater, deeper knowledge of what we have yet to discover for ourselves in our experience. Ah, that's when religion is changed. Move from knowledge about to experience of and so the Magi take that further journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem by faith. The last leg of the journey of discipleship is, as Paul reminds us, by faith and not by sight. And it finally brings them to that place and space where they encounter for themselves the true king. Not a bit, of course, what they expected, but now they recognized by the bifocal lenses of a knowledge informed by faith. And their response, they opened up, it says. I like that. They didn't only open up those gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were opened up in the process. And that's what worship does. It says they fell down and worshipped him. You've come to church this morning to be opened up afresh to God. Yes, to his world. Through this sacrament of the altar and the sacrament of the word. They fell down and worshipped. True worship, you see, issues in self-transcendence. In which we are changed. Our whole perspective on the whole of life is radically changed through these bifocal lenses of knowledge and faith. And so we read, and here I come to my text, they return to their own country another way. Oh yes, at one level because they were warned in the further insight of a dream about Herod's cunning plot. But, but I think the writer wants us to go deeper. At a deeper level, it wasn't just a change of scenery, dear friends. It was a change of heart. And that's why you come to church. That's why I'm standing at this altar this morning. Not just to come to a religious place where the scenery is a bit different. No, a change of heart. And so with us, when we leave our worship in church, we also should metaphorically return to our homes or to our workplace this afternoon, different, changed. Yes, Newman says, to live is to change, to be perfect is to have changed often, he says. For that is the inner story of the inner journey of discipleship, or as Paul puts it, changed from one degree of glory to another. Or as Charles Wesley puts it, 
in that well-known hymn about discipleship. Changed from glory into glory till in heaven we take our place till we cast our crowns before thee lost in wonder, love and praise.